If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Konnichiwa, and welcome to Manga Book Junkies. I'm no Burger Son. <laughs> I'm Joby Son. And this time we're coming at you with, you heard it, the first episode of Manga Book Junkies. So, I mean, if you're new here, this isn't our typical bread and butter. We're traditionally, you know, red-blooded American comic guys. I feel new here. Yeah. Well, technically, I think you're like the predecessor to this, but I've really taken it on as of late. We've traded places kind of like uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, What's-Her-Face. It's Freaky Friday. But uh, yeah, we're here to talk manga and more or less anime, really, because I mean, that's probably how we do it. We don't really read manga. I've recently started to collect them more. Collections growing. Uh, we'll touch on that. But been watching a little bit more anime than I ever thought I would. So here we are. And I mean, it looks like something that's really growing a lot today. So we're going to get into all of that, to be honest. I've got a number of topics here. I'm going to lead since the Padawan has become the sensei. And Joe's just here to honestly hang out <laughs> and contribute what he can and, you know, kind of dust off the old books and kind of figure out what he knows. So, yeah, I mean, do you, you got anything to preface before we start getting into all this? Yeah, so I guess I was a fan of anime and manga before I started collecting comic books. Perfect. That's a great place to start because I wanted to say, what are our like earliest memories with the stuff? So it, one of my first memories in general in life, I remember like I was not even in like preschool, but like I remember just sitting on a couch late at night and like my family just turned on the TV and they were all busy, but I was watching the TV and I remember Yu Yu Hakusho being on and maybe it was past preschool. I, I don't have the exact dates, but it was pretty early on in life. And I remember like that was like not only my favorite anime, but like my favorite TV show at all time. And my brother was really big into Dragon Ball Z. And so anytime I would go visit my brother growing up, like he would just like turn that on for me. And so like I never really thought of it as like nerdy or weird. It was just kind of just like no different than any other mature cartoon. I don't know. I wasn't watching this at the time, but like Family Guy or anything like that. And then I guess I have memories of like staying up really late and like there would be some like adult animated stuff coming on TV. And I was always interested in that. But I think it big was. In, yes, actually, I, I was going to bring that up like the big O Cyborg 009. And I'm sure there was like a few 
other shows coming on at that time that I don't remember, but like just kind of more like mature anime and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho eventually got me into like Veroni Kenshin and then like the whole Toonami thing when I was in middle school was pretty big. So like I don't, I don't remember which version of it, but I remember like watching like Mobile Suit Gundam and and uh, and like Death Note and Full Metal Alchemist and, and I guess most notably Naruto. I was huge into it. It was like the first one I discovered on my own. So huge into it, actually, that I remember it was this kid's birthday party and they would come out with two episodes. They would play last week's episode and this week's episode and this week's episode was always new. And I remember not being able to watch last week's episode. So they would both be new to me. And if I didn't watch both episodes, then like I didn't have Internet at the time. So like I had no idea how to rewatch that episode. And it was like one of my best friend's birthdays and he invited invited me over and I remember I called my mom to pick me up early from this kid's house because I couldn't miss these two episodes <laughs> dedication bro like probably had the headband on and everything oh, cross-legged on the floor he's like yeah. oh man what's gonna it, happen next it kind of got me reading too <laughs> because like I wasn't really interested in reading and like my mom was like cool with like taking me to like the borders at the time or whatever that bookstore was and, and just picking up some like I think I still have like the full run of Yu Yu Hakusho in manga form few miscellaneous Naruto's and, and stuff like that but yeah I, I remember being pretty big into it even some not like so serious stuff like I remember having you over for sleepovers and stuff and we'd watch Bo 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 and uh love that yeah, so I don't dumb. know. I, I don't think a lot of this stuff would like hold value if I were to rewatch it. Like, I'm sure Death Note was probably too emo in retrospect. But at the time, being like a middle schooler really made you like think. So it kind of hit at the right time. And I don't know. I didn't really think anything of it. And then it kind of to your point, I feel like everybody kind of likes that stuff now. And that's not intentionally, but that's around the time where I started getting into comic books instead. Yeah, and I think we had a lot of like the same kind of, you know, introduction to it because I remember being like a young kid, you know, early the early aughts. I was, uh, you know, we're probably, you know, probably like what, six, seven, stuff like that. I had like the Dragon Balls, the action figures where they're Super Saiyan. You hit it, they'd light up and make a bunch of noises. Uh, you know, we're watching that. I mean, obviously our introduction to like Pokemon. I mean, if you want to consider that anime, I mean, it was presented as a cartoon, but it is what it was. So, I mean, I mean, we we're, we grew up in like the prime time of that stuff being shown in the Western world, to be honest with you, like all that like 90s stuff being born in the mid 90s we kind of were right there for like the reruns and stuff like that but i mean other than watching like pokemon and digimon as a kid um i did watch toonami just like you did but i wasn't as into it mostly because i didn't have any type of dedication to watching it as it was coming out so like i would like see like an episode here an episode there and i'd piece it together and be like oh that's cool but i never had any cohesive storyline so i was never that invested especially because like you said it was like pre-internet like I'll you just tell got what you, you got on the TV. What got me invested. I don't remember like when your family got internet or whatever, but I'd yeah. be watching these like Naruto fighting highlights with the Lincoln Park music going on in the <laughs> background. <laughs> Holy the shit. good old days. Yeah, that was, a was so hard. Yeah, that shit was hard back in the day. But yeah, like you, I mean, I watched Naruto too to a degree, but I never had the headband. I didn't know what the hell was really going on. Never read anything. I will say what which 
is something else that I want to get into is the actual collecting and reading of the stuff. You had issues of it, like the Tonkaban format, like the just like the collected kind of like a graphic novel for like an American comic equivalent. Just not, you know, not the big thick ass phone book like a manga Zashi is what they're known as, which is basically just a magazine. It's like a for those who don't know, basically an anthology phone book that has like stories of like what i don't even know a dozen plus different series like just every week and it's just the size of a phone book and i remember getting one of those from a meyer store uh and i only ever had one i read it a ton and i remember it being like a yellow cover with like Yu-Gi-Oh on the cover but that was literally my only exposure since that was my jam back in the day you said you had what was it naruto and didn't you have the yu yu Hakusho set or was that just done like for watching every issue of Yu Yu Hakusho I had in the manga format. I also had every Death Note one and then I had a good like 10 to 20 Naruto ones but that wasn't ending anytime soon so I just kind of no. <laughs> gave up and then I also wasn't really that interested anymore at that time. Yeah that's fair and you know I feel like I was always staunchly anti honestly any Japanese media for the most part, for a good while. I won't even lie. And so were you. But you always had like a little bit more of a history with it than I did. But like once the pandemic hit, apparently I just full blown like regressed into like, yeah, this is cool. I need to watch something. You've always liked Godzilla, though. And I have been. I've always been a Godzilla guy. Yeah. And then to your point, Pokemon and Digimon, I remember were you can even count Yu-Gi-Oh. We're, we're all a pretty big deal to us back in the day as well and we would collect the they cards were. yeah i mean i collected everything we've always been collectors whether it's been sports cards pokemon digimon Yu-Gi-Oh cards we've always collected all that crap um i mean now we just stick to comics and now i'm branching out into manga which i mean that's why we're here today but yeah i mean we had like the seeds because that's when it really bloomed over here but you know for a while you're like back when we were growing up like in high school you couldn't be like the anime guy you know what i mean like you can't run with your arms behind your back and start making like the sound effects with your mouth like some people we knew and you know doing uh fighting moves out in the recess yard and stuff like that so i mean it was fairly stigmatized when we grew up like you know like it was kind of like a don't ask don't tell policy with the army it's like (laughs) if you enjoyed anime you just kept it to yourself you know you weren't loud about it i would say the only exception i feel like dragon ball z was always well that's timeless yeah that's like the i mean like the entirety of mexico yeah like the entire like country of like mexico like endorses dragon ball z i mean everyone around here does and honestly uh i mean anyone our age you ain't gonna you're probably not gonna find a hater regardless of how they feel about anime in general like every dude our age is just like hell yeah dragon ball z rules no but i agree with you when you start getting in the weeds like i remember being really into roroni kenshin at the same time as you haka show and you probably didn't want to bring that up and unless you wanted a different friend group other than the, the popular kids or like the, <laughs> the normal the sports, folk. Yeah, sports guys. Yeah, not the guy who jerks off in the back of class and goes to Japan once he graduates. Like, <laughs> we, I, that's not just verbatim. That's not fictional. We, we I know about one of those. But anywho, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, there's some comic neckbeards that have never heard of deodorant and stuff like that. I mean, there's... uh or representation amongst all collector groups and fandoms. Let's just put that out there. But, you know, there was a stigma for us growing up, which is something else I wanted to bring up. I feel like that's gone now. Like, growing up nowadays, if you're a kid who likes anime, you're probably popular or just considered normal. Like, the way that 
I just feel it's way more popular and like accessible and less frowned upon, I guess. I feel like maybe because it's had like the 30 years or so to really entrench itself over here because there's so many more popular series. I mean, there's a bunch of people who love One Piece and stuff like that. I feel like it's at its all time peak, at least in, you know, the States. See, that's where I don't know because I'm just so out of touch with it. But even when I was into that stuff, though, there were some series that were really difficult for me to get into, even though I liked the genre in general. Like, I guess I was yeah. really never into into One Piece and I, I never liked Bleach. There was just something but about you- these I don't know. I guess like the mainstream ones outside of like Dragon Ball and Naruto. I had a really hard time like watching regularly or like yeah i agree sucked into it you know what i mean and i i feel like that would still be the case for me but the only anime i watched like recently and actually really enjoyed it like recently for the first time and really enjoyed it was uh was hunter hunter same and i gave that a chance because i loved you you haka show and uh even watching it now and not really being into that anymore like it was it's still held up and you know so there's still some really good stories that come out of the medium and i guess we could take this a different direction if you want to but before we started this pod you mentioned that like it doesn't have to be like one or the other like pepsi versus coke or like red versus blue like comic books and anime slash manga can kind of go hand in hand now and maybe that will allow for both to get more representation or like for those like mediums to survive longer like for example like kid venom just came out and it's basically manga in the form of a comic book and it's kind of now that that stuff's a lot more popular i think it's opened up the door for more opportunities for both anime manga and comic books and if they kind of pull their resources together i feel like you can kind of squeeze more out of it now that's where i i do agree with you i think there is a good amount of like crossover available and like opportunity for growth but where i'm coming from is i actually feel like we're kind of uh at like a almost a center point where the comics are kind of like at least globally maybe not yet in the states but they're on the way down where manga and anime are on the way up um i've noticed a lot more i mean maybe you know it's just from what i've seen personally but i and i don't have firm numbers but i have heard that like manga volumes are like pretty consistently outselling like western comics i mean you see the print runs on the books in american comics nowadays and there's not many young people reading those but on the other hand i am seeing more younger people reading manga and watching anime even what jazz's nephew i don't remember how old he is he's quite young he watched attack on titan like reads that what is it demon slayer stuff like that i mean a lot of kids nowadays like even uh i think her her other nephew who he's a little bit older now he went through a little phase where he was watching a bunch of it i just feel like it's more popular nowadays you know we had Batman the Animated Series, we had the Justice League series and stuff like that. Those aren't really as consistent on TV anymore, and I just feel like kind of the tides are shifting in a way, I guess. I I don't, like I said, I don't have firm sales data, but I've heard like verbatim that like manga is like on its way up, which is what I find interesting because not only is it for just 
our collections as American comic collectors, but like the potential for the market of manga collecting, uh, which I've just recently started to do. So I'm trying to diversify the portfolio in that. I have been enjoying it more personally anyways, but I feel like it's kind of the future in a way, not like I'm like really hedging my bets and I'm going to full sale transition to that. But I feel like that's where there's got, you know, after there's a gold rush, you got to look for something else. You know what I mean? Like once all the gold's found, there's always going to be something new that people are going to want to collect. And those are just as disposable. Those come out every week and people don't store them the same way that we collect. You know, we get a nice mylar, we get a slab for it. If people even kept they're like big volumes and stuff like that. They're basically just left unbagged and boarded on like a bookshelf somewhere. So it's like the condition of these books are like impossible to find. And that's where you start finding these expensive things like the first Dragon Ball, the first One Piece, stuff like that, that are uh, consistently asking four figures to get like an entry copy. So I just feel like, you know, it's in, we're in a weird place because I don't think that it's like a death knell for American comics. I mean, obviously, we're like in the prime time of that, too, in a sense, with all the movies, the TV shows, everything like that. There's a renaissance of comic stuff. But in terms of readership, I don't know. It's kind of more shaky. You know, where does collecting go from here if there's not as enough young people interested in comics the way we are? As where I see them being more drawn to anime and manga since it's kind of at an all time high in the American zeitgeist as well. You know, because what, of the internet. I get what you're saying. I feel like the quality of comic books coming out right now is actually really good in 2023, 2024. Um, like I, I've been mentioning, like there's way more books on my poll than there ever has been in the past. However, to your point again, there's nobody younger than us in the comic book stores usually. And Not I don't many. know if it's like a like a money thing or if it's just like a general interest thing. I but think it's both. Yeah. Now, granted, it's four I don't or five see bucks an issue. Young people collecting a bunch of collectible manga, those like magazines you're referring to. No. But in that same breath, yeah, there is no Batman the Animated Series anymore or Justice League or whatever. And so I guess like that stuff still has a place, but it's not with the younger demographic. It's That's kind what of moving I mean. like, with us. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we're yeah. going to be the market for that as we get older and have more disposable income. You know, we're going to look back to that stuff more fondly. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to be alarmist for who's going to buy our collections when we're senile. But, you know, the market's going to be a smaller pond than it is now. I do think, on the other hand, the pond is getting larger for manga stuff. Not necessarily, you know, like the original, like the weekly Shonen Jumps and stuff like that per se. But, you know, even like the like Tonkaban format, like those just smaller, more easily digestible readers, like there's a collection in itself of that. Granted, that's not something for me. I like the first print, you know, I'm, I collect manga the way I do comic books. I want the first print. I want the first appearance of the character in print and stuff like that. And I do think, though, like that's what's on the rise which is why I bring this up is for people who are privy to it, not trying to like uh, sound the alarms to everyone go out and buy that stuff. But I would say that now is probably the calm before the storm. If you are interested in that, it's probably better to get it sooner than later because I've already seen stuff kind of fluctuate. You know, I've, I've only bought I'm, I'll have eight by the time my shipment comes in. But we're talking like first five JoJo's, which I just really liked that series when I did get back into this stuff. So I watch I collected those first appearance of hunter hunter that serialization first yu yu haka show and then i just did put an order in for a first appearance of hiei and karama 
from Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, so I'm really just collecting a handful of keys for characters I really enjoyed. But there's a lot of stuff like that that you can collect, and some of it's already not that cheap. And I'm starting to see more of a Western comic collector mentality. There's a lot of big wigs on Instagram now in the community that like collect that stuff and post it more that you'll see. But, you know, there's people collecting like for Dragon Ball Z. Like, there's a ton of different issues. Mr. Satan, Piccolo, Vegeta, you know, Cell, stuff like that. So like minor keys, major keys, like I just see that being like its own wave. And it's steadily grown since I bought my first one. How does the feeling compare? Like when you buy that versus a comic book, is it like the exact same adrenaline rush for you? Mm -hmm. It's honestly on par. I think part of it is because I have like a good website to go through when I want one. And they're way cheaper than going through eBay. Like I wouldn't recommend eBay unless you don't know what I'm talking about. But I can't, you know, I can't give up like the honey hole, even though it's like a public company that's like in the public. But you know, I'll share that with Joe if he needs to know or if you want to DM us, I'll let you know. But, you know, it's cheap. I mean, especially right now, I've really I've gotten pretty good at learning the conversion rates between uh, yen and U.S. dollars. And I'll tell you, it's like you can get a major key for the price of a Well, I mean, major is relative, but you can get a decent key for like a minor key price over here. Like, do you want a first appearance of Rom the Space Knight or Hie and Karama? Me personally, I like Yu Yu Hakusho quite a bit. I'm going to want the first appearance of Hiei and Karama more than like a Rom Space Knight from Marvel. You know what I mean? So for similar budget, and it comes in like three days from Japan, packed excellently. And the nice thing is, too, is that they're durable. It's the size of a phone book. I can't like reiterate that enough. I don't worry about it in transit so much, you know? No one can rip it in half unless it's like Hulk Hogan, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. You know what I mean? So I'm not too concerned. I do got a question but, for you. Yeah. Do you think there's a rise in anime and manga or a rise in fighting anime and manga? Because anime like, and manga in general. Interesting. Okay. Because like yeah, I feel no. like the ones that usually catch on are like the not violent, but like fighting stuff. You know what I mean? Like I know there's like a certain demographic for like it's shown fruits basket and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I feel like from like a general interest or I, well, those I are always like, going to do best. Yeah, I feel like the fighting stuff in particular does pretty well for some reason. Well, the majority of the mainstream stuff is what's all considered shonen, which I mean is typically directed at like younger to like teenage boys, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, you know, the prime for who would be in a normal sense an American comic demographic market, even though it's just us like pushing 30 to like fucking 60 year olds that buy it now but originally comics were for kids so i think in the same way that uh manga is kind of the same way you know the shonen stuff is kind of directed at the younger age boys boys coming of age that's what they grow up with there's fighting delinquency what have you just like yu yu Hakusho, naruto that's all shonen stuff and that's what mostly is fighting jujutsu kaisen and the demon slayer and all that stuff nowadays it's the same thing just like you know dragon ball z back in our day Roroni kenshin and then it was obviously naruto one piece bleach it's all the same blueprint a lot of tropes there that there are with american comics but that seems to be where the bread's buttered there is stuff that transitions to being a little bit older but like a like a young adult to adult market. But yeah, then there's just like a plethora of stuff that I'm not at all interested in. Like, uh, I don't even know what they're about, but I've heard of them. There's one called like 
spy X family. Don't know what that's about. Looks like it's centered on a little girl and her parents are agents or something. Not for me. Something called Comey can't communicate. Don't know what that is. Also a chick thing. Don't the title doesn't give me any like I don't know what the hell it's about. But there's a bunch of like weird stuff too. Like I did get a Crunchyroll subscription so I could finish watching Yu Yu Hakusho. There's a ton of crap on there that I would never watch. So there's a market. Don't know who. That's, you know, I, I try to keep it mainstream and semi-reasonable. But no, I think it's all on the rise, man. Like, they're putting out so much that, like, someone's consuming it. I don't, I don't know, know if there's any truth or factor to this either. But, I mean, I, I guess I never really disliked comic book characters growing up. And I found myself, when I was younger, to draw a lot more, like, as, like, a creative outlet. And I was never a good artist, but I never remember drawing like comic book characters. But I always remember at that like target demographic age drawing like anime characters. And even my wife, who's like a pretty like accomplished artist, you know, started on like drawing yeah. manga characters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's just more easily digestible. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but like, I think that makes it a little easier to enjoy I don't know. Yeah, I. it's hard to say because I kind of, I, you know, I noticed too, like a lot of people who did draw, especially even in high school, the talented artists, like they were always drawing stuff in that realm. I don't know if it's just like the line work or something. It looks more kinetic, I guess. You know, like the same reason people like Humberto Ramos, like that's not me, but like he has a following. Like, you know what I mean? I guess it's just the fluidity of the drawing. I don't know. Yeah, you got me, but we've obviously had our uh, our tango with this. I'm still trying to get you, you know, I'm still trying to convince you to buy a Golden Age book in American comics, but I'm also trying to get you to get a manga at this point, too. But, like, no, it scratches the itch the same way. I know you kind of don't expect that, but once you get a couple, you're kind of like, yeah, this is lit, you know? Like, I mean, if you are invested in an anime enough to like the character enough it's cool to get the first appearance in my opinion you know i was a jojo head for a good minute getting the first appearance of that which is like relatively old in the shonen jump game uh like it's like the 80s goes pretty hard i was very happy to get that and that one costs quite a bit but like even the smaller ones like very cool but yeah like you guys heard like number one on my 2024 list was yu yu Hakusho first appearance and like that first issue is botan keiko yusuke kuwabara it's like a four-piece banger it's like the giant size x-men of yu yu Hakusho. <laughs> <laughs> i will say that like flipping through the pages of those like telephone book sized what do you call them it's a i guess it's a zashi but you know just a manga really the zashis there's yeah. something about the artwork that is pretty cool in those. it's badass I, I mean honestly like you know sometimes you're kind of like oh it's it's gonna be a bunch of anime drawings you know when we're over here we're like we like alex ross we like jack kirby and there's completely different styles but you know when you flip through it's it's an american comic but in japanese for the most part slightly different art style but it's the same process you know what i mean and different artists are good there other ones are bad you know it's all it's america it's comics it's all comics but it's just with the japanese like flavoring you know what i'm saying but you know i like it it's cool though because i'll get like one that's from like the 90s or like the late 80s it's like the first appearance of let's just say it's a jojo character like jotaro if you're hip to that i think that's the peak of that story but like it's cool to flip through that same issue and see like fighting uh cell in dragon ball z 
there's like a chapter black arc in Yu Yu Hakusho in the same issue. Like it's cool to see the overlap of a bunch of things that we grew up watching when they were being written and published. You know what I mean? It's it, I like it as a little time capsule for like that whole kind of nostalgia vibe of that era because I'm I'm not a new a fan of like the newer stuff. You know, 90s to 2000s is where I'm at. But you want to know some expensive stuff? The show I'm watching now, Berserk. It's like their I don't know. It's like considered one of like the greatest like manga that they've had written. The key issues for that, brother, those are expensive because and they have an interesting thing, uh, interesting thing there, too, where first appearances aren't always like the first issue. They'll do prototypes. They'll even call it under a different name, but basically draw the same character. And those will go for buku bucks. Some of them you won't even like find for years. They won't come up for sale. So it, it's pretty nuts. I saw the first chapter of Berserk, which like there's like three or four like prototypes or first tryouts before that that are expensive. The first actual issue is like on the website I use, like was like eight hundred ish dollars for the first copy. And I was like, what the hell? So unfortunately, I like that series, but I'm not going to be able to get my mitts on one of those unless something like silly happens. But like the potential for like, you know, is going through the roof. But, you know, we'll see. But it was fun actually talking about this. Yeah, when when Earth comes to an end, we'll always have Mars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> the new frontier. The new frontier. You heard it here first. The last Don't thing I'll say it. is it kind of reminds me, like, like I'll say, and like the potential for them, like if they were to like pool their resources together, because like I feel like that Teen Titans show when we were growing up kind of gave me like anime vibes. Oh well, totally. I mean, the theme song was made by like a Japanese duo. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely, you know, I feel like um, a lot of growth opportunity on both parts, and and Agreed. Uh, yeah. And then to your point, there's there's a little bit for everybody, regardless of the medium. So I'm sure. Even if you don't like anime, manga, comic books, there's always going to be like a comic story that you could find yourself enjoying or an anime that you might like. And uh, yeah, it was fun talking about it. Well said, my friend. Yeah, I don't know if we'll revisit this. Probably not unless Joe magically gets into it. But until that comes. And wait, congrats on your pickups too, Burger. Thank you. The nice thing is they share a nice little box with my uh, Golden Age book. So it's a nice happy healthy box in there and it keeps growing but until next time make sure to check us out on instagram at cbj pod that's our main hub there you can hit us up slide in our dms let us know what's working what's not if you've got any you know topics for us to do any questions that you'd like us to answer you know hit us up through there cbj podcast on facebook you know star rating review tell a friend stuff like that subscribing we do have a youtube as well all of that is cool to check out if you're so interested or so inclined rather and with that that's all I've got to say. We'll catch you next time. Joby son out. Later.